Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yuggies get to play. yo ho yo yo ho yo We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are covering episode two of season 10 of Below Deck OG with our awesome friend, Kathy Gilmore. And we are also covering Below Deck Adventure season one, episode five. And here is Kathy for your Below Deck OG recap. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Can we just start with the title of the episode, Deadliest Snatch? (laughs) I was wondering like when we would get that explanation and it was pretty far into the episode, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. It made me giggle and cringe, which is (laughs) sort of like what I have a reaction to Camille with. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very similar. We didn't talk about the guests last time. And the only thing I have to, I have two notes on the guests. One is the primary is a tax professional. What? I know. That guy with my plan. Never mind. (laughs) Finances. Yeah. And then I couldn't tell who was who. This was really hard to keep track of who was with who. I just didn't even bother with that because. (laughs) First couple episodes, we're focused on the crew, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, Camille, I think is probably the big story of the couple big plot lines. Camille, Camille, Camille. Yeah. Are, are they setting her up to fail or succeed here for her edit? We don't know yet. I think. I almost always feel like when they show a lot of footage of someone right at the beginning, we're not going to see them for very long. That's kind of what I was thinking too. But do you think she'll get, I think she's going to quit. I don't know. That's just my gut. And I have no spoilers, no nothing. I don't look at that stuff. I don't have any intel on that, you know, personally, but it's just the feeling that I get. Yeah. She's something. And then she has no self-awareness. right? (laughs) (laughs) And it's delightful. (laughs) Yeah. That whole namaste moment at the dinner table. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) You hate this girl and she hates you and we all know it. Yes. <laughs> I was crying with her. Mm-hmm. I love it. And Alyssa was trying to do a little revenge flirting, right? On the crew night. Mm-hmm. That's the level of petty I am here for. <laughs> Me too. I love delicious pettiness. <laughs> Although I will jump in just to say that you cannot go for a three-pointer and then say you weren't in the game. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely like we see you we see you (laughs) but yeah Camille that's the big story what's gonna happen with that Tony we got to see a lot of Tony this episode and a lot of his abs which you know kudos Tony a lot of panting that was aggressive (laughs) (laughs) it's why I can't watch women's tennis the grunting 
that's exactly what I was thinking in my head. It's like women's tennis and sex had a baby. Yes. It's like, oh, and I love the producers how, you know, the editing was a little shady to make us think like, ooh, is somebody up to something? Right. Yeah, I love Tony. If you woke me up in the middle of sleeping to go dance, it would be like slam dancing mosh pit. I'd be so (laughs) angry. Oh my God. And he handled it like a champ. He did. I love that he was going through every single Latino dance possible that he didn't know. I can't salsa. I can't merengue. Yeah. He is, oh, again, like protect this man at all costs. We need him. Mm -hmm. No, he's green, which they did kind of drop those little like hints about his being green on deck. And how's that going to work? Hopefully his personality carries him through for crying out loud. Right. I liked when he said, we have a chicken on the farm. (laughs) Yes. I love how Captain Lee was laughing. Exactly. Who doesn't enjoy this guy? Like, you have to be joyful when he's around. And Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, I wouldn't love that if I was his roommate um, (laughs) in the morning. But I love it, like, as somebody to work with, right? Right. You can't be in a bad mood around him. You can't. What else? Fraser, I, I just love him. I love Mm -hmm. him. I just wish we got more snarky narration from him. (laughs) Yeah. I need more asides. I think once he gets past that first charter and he's not as tense, he'll loosen up a little bit. I feel like too. Yeah. Haley, we got a little bit more of Haley this time, the redhead. Yeah. I liked her, although she does give off a very Jessica Rabbit cosplay action there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not dirty. The cabins are drawn this way. (laughs) She's sort of like that. It's like she's trying to be this certain personality on TV. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like she would totally be that in real life. She just seems that far out there. (laughs) I like her a lot. Fraser and her seem to have a little bit of a bond, Mm -hmm. which I love to see. We need the people bonding. So that's good. Ben and Camille swimming. What? That was crazy to me. crazy and maybe that is sort of what we'll get from the beginning of the end of Camille maybe I don't know yeah it didn't get back to Lee this episode I don't know if it will come up later possibly he was on watch what happens live and he wasn't happy with that oh okay he didn't seem as mad as I thought he would be about it if that makes sense it wasn't like a rocky on the antenna type deal right so I don't know we'll see I think Don't you get the feeling like Captain Lee, he's not checked out, but he's definitely not as tough as he is normally on people. My husband has had five spinal surgeries. They are no joke. They really are no joke. So him even doing this, I don't think it was a good move. I understand why he did it, Yeah, but it was not a smart move. No, for many reasons. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we obviously know he's being replaced at some point. That's not a spoiler. That's been everywhere. And when is it going to happen? Don't you feel like he's throwing more of his Captain Lee-isms out there? I do. I think he hit two out of three this time for me. One of them was way off the mark for me. But you like them? Yeah, it's just like he's got a generator yeah. making up all these things. And he's spitting them out because he knows he's limited. Everything must go. Every We're going to get a 
about everything right now. Yeah, because the hooker in church, yeah, I use constantly. Yeah. So that one I knew. The pork sandwich at a Jewish picnic made me snort. It made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. The pinball in a slot machine made zero sense. Yeah. That got the gong show. <laughs> yeah it was just really kind of funny i feel katie is adorable and i hope we get to see more of her mm-hmm. obviously from the previews something with her and ross i finally figure out who he looks like to me i want your opinion okay. i think he looks like if ricky gervais had justin bieber's long hair stylist <laughs> <laughs> oh my god to like really go deep on that one <laughs> i almost photoshopped it and sent it to you <laughs> yeah, I would like to do that please, please please do that please i still sticking by my whole austin powers vibe yeah, with him he does he's from a different decade <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. how about him though having an evening deck team meeting right what I think that he is on the ball as a bosun. I do too. Yeah. I'm really impressed by him. I really Mm -hmm. am. I think he's on it. It almost seems like they have actually picked some skilled people for a change. I know. And I like that. I like it. And they got big personalities, but they have the skills. So let's see what happens because I do like the work aspect of this show and seeing it all go. So I thought that was great. Yeah. Do we need to talk about, do we, do we need to see the first official boner on Below Deck? No, (laughs) I mean, you can talk about it if you want. I did not need to see that. (laughs) Was that necessary? Well, let's file that away with Emil's spanking incident. Uh, We don't need to see that. We we don't need to see. We don't. I didn't need to see poor Tony have to debase himself. To be quite honest, I'm so tired of it altogether. Yeah, it's not, it's that thing right right now where we're going to get serious for half a second. People would have an issue with it if it was a girl. So Absolutely. One of the friends of the show Instagrammed me this morning and said, if it was the other way around, people would be nuts. And they would. People would freak out. Yeah. yeah. And understandably. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Stop treating them like that. We wouldn't like it either. So exactly. Yeah. Plus, I'm not really attracted to them, so I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> Just a ramp. <laughs> Camille and Alyssa, obviously, we're gearing up towards like a real throwdown here. Yeah. I don't get everybody's sort of taking black and white sides with it, with the mm-hmm. issue. And I don't think, I think there's gray area. Yeah. Camille's a terrible employee. I think she's one of those people that thinks she works harder than she does. Yes, I hate those people. Yeah. Yeah. And because she's got two roles, she thinks she's working twice as much as everybody else. But that's right. not the case because she's half assing yeah. what she is doing. Yes. So I understand all that. And I agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. But I also think, I don't think Alyssa is a great manager. I think she's a little condescending and passive aggressive. I thought the exact same thing. So I'm not team Alyssa or team Camille. Yeah. I'm more like, "Mm, I don't like. I'm team Alyssa as far as work goes, but I have problems with both of them personality wise, because if somebody snarked at me, like watermelon goes in the refrigerator, I would get attitude too. And she did it like hun or something like that too. 
mm-hmm. which is just so passive aggressive. Like, yeah. come on, holy Fraser will step in here sooner or later. Well, and that's what I'm hoping for because he told Captain Lee after the shirt incident that mm-hmm. they were going to get together and have a meeting. So I'm hoping yeah. that everybody gets on the same page there. Yeah. I mean, let's hope it's not the exact same page. Cause that would be a little boring. <laughs> yeah. But no, Camille doesn't respect authority. And Alyssa thinks she has more authority than she does. Exactly. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Everybody's so passionate about either Camille or Alyssa. And I'm like, possible they're both wrong people yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is my hot take on the two of them they are both wrong very good I like that take there you go and I was disappointed we didn't get any I mean we're still not going to get them out at clubs mm-hmm. come on like it's so boring to watch them back at the boat yeah oh I can't wait till we can get club scenes again from these shows maybe it'll loosen up by the end of the season let's hope so because yeah we need some more of that we need the drunken rides home and stuff like that oh i didn't even talk about rachel because she was almost like a non-entity do you think that is a choice on production's part because of all the stuff that happened when she kind of went nutso on twitter yeah maybe i'm wondering because they're really not showing her much and what they are showing of her hasn't been super flattering. Hasn't been that flattering. And I think she's maybe has learned a little about the drinking and all that. And she just seems so much older and set apart from the rest of the crew too. I thought the exact same thing. Like she's a different generation than them almost is what mm-hmm. I felt like. Like here, I'll pay for your dinner, kids. Yeah. She seems to be coming more from a position of authority and mm-hmm. she's favorite yeah i do i mean i do i know she went off the rails for a bit but i don't know like i still enjoy her as a as comic relief and she's so talented Mm -hmm. but it's weird to see her this flustered going into this but i bet we'll see more of her this next charter i don't know Maybe you're right. Maybe it is a production thing. Well, we'll see. If we don't get more by episode three, I'm going to start thinking it's deliberate. Yeah. It might be with the first two episodes, just really kind of getting everybody's backstory in there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's more crew members than we normally have. Correct. So there's a lot to get to. Yeah. But I'm excited for this season. I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's a great mix of personalities. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yay. All right. Well, I am excited for next week to get to talk to you again. We appreciate you. Give her a follow on Twitter at the Gilmore girl. It's G-I-L-M-O-U-R. I'm on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And you've got GilmoreGirl.com. Yep. My Facebook is public, so you can follow me on there too. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy. We will see you again next week. I appreciate you guys as well. Can't wait to hear your adventure recap. Yay. All right. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, guys, now we are going to be discussing 
Below Deck Adventure Season 1, Episode 5, which Bravo called Under the Bubbles. Lame. <laughs> and we came up with Burns and Yearns. And here is Jen for your rapid recap. Jess soldiers on even with a burnt hand and gets the primary's eggs redone before going for a cry in the walk-in. Captain Carey has a meeting with the interior to fill them in on Jess and advises them to slow it down to a pace she can handle. The guests head for a bike ride down Trollstegen Road, one of the most dangerous roads in Europe. Jess and Faye panic over a forgotten cooler bag while prepping for the picnic, but it winds up being in the car. Captain Carey and Nathan both help Jess in the galley, and Nathan goes above and beyond with a shirtless shot delivery. Lewis is ordering new epaulets and asks Oriana if the interior needs any, and she tells him hers only has one stripe, so he orders her new ones. Nature calls for Nathan and causes a delay in getting the guest suitcases. Faye is upset when she finds out Lewis ordered two stripe epaulets for Oriana and assumed they conspired behind her back. The tip is 5000 less than the first charter. Lewis and Oriana steam things up in the hot tub. And we end with Faye venting to Casey about how she doesn't trust Oriana. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. All right. Where do you want to start here? I would love to comment on your comment on Twitter last night about chefs going in the walk-in to cry and scream. <laughs> Kelsey tells me all the time when she does that. She was like, I went into the walk-in and screamed today. <laughs> I have to say that I have worked in several kitchens where we had notes on the walk-in that says five minute shifts for crying and screaming. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so that's a real thing. Yeah. We also had somebody that put pictures of Christopher walking on all of the walk-in perpetrators. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge Christopher Walken fan, so that's <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> Very cool. I was really happy. I've been happy with Carrie since the beginning of this, but I was really happy with how on the ball he was with his communication with her, letting her know that they will back her up. And then not just doing that, but gathering the interior together and saying, hey, look, and he used a phrase, um, you can repeat it. <laughs> you can only piss with the dick you've got. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It was kind of Lee reminiscent. But way better. But way better, and it made me laugh. <laughs> but I can't say it. <laughs> but thank you for the laugh, Carrie. But yeah, he was just letting them know, look, I know you want to do things 100%, 1,000%, but we can only go so fast. She's one-handed. So we need to be helpful and we need to slow the pace down. It wasn't micromanagey. It was just clear communication skills to where everybody's on the same page. So it flows as smoothly as it can when they're in a little bit of trouble. Right. Which is exactly how things like that should be handled. Mm -hmm. You know, if I thought we weren't going to get some kind of explicit warning on our titles for our podcast, I would say that Piss with the dick you've got should definitely be the title of this thing but alas i was trying to figure out how i could say it in a gen way and i couldn't because it just ruins it it kind of just takes all the oomph out of it really. it does it just it caught me off guard but yeah it was perfect for the situation look i saw a lot of people giving carrie accolades on twitter last night as they should I think seeing this new generation of captain and the way that they handle things, and I didn't love everything that Jason did watching his season, 
but I think it's miles above what we've seen before. I think everybody's kind of coming around to even Sandy, as I said on Anchor Watch last night, she was my bright spot in that med season. Mm-hmm. After all the rest of the chaos and the boredom and the making me want to shove bamboo shoots under my fingernails just to drag me through it, I was really impressed with I think she's taking on constructive criticism from the fan base and probably from some of her handlers, honestly, to change her behaviors and see things a little bit differently and respond a little bit differently. And I think that that is very much a product of what we saw with Jason and what we're seeing with Carrie now. Mm -hmm. And being able to approach things in a really rational manner that's not salty and accusatory and putting people on the spot in an embarrassing way. I think the way that he handled things with Kyle, because I watched that episode before this one again last night, and I am still really impressed with Mm -hmm. his leadership. And, you know, I was texting back and forth with him last night during the episode. And he said, you know, that's just how I lead. That's just the way that I want to be led. I learned from a lot of crappy captains how not to do things and realized that this is the way I would rather do things. And I said, well, that's what you have to do. And I think some captains forget that maybe it's with age or selective memory or whatever it is, but watching him lead like this, and I hope we see a lot more of it because it's a totally different style and vibe than what we're used to. And it's great. Yeah. And it seems like everybody's very appreciative of the fact that he is on their side and he is all about the teamwork. I mean, he jumped in, was doing dishes, told Jess he would help wherever he could. He was butterflying the chicken fillets and doing whatever he could do to help the situation. He wasn't grumping about it. But he also made a point to say, I'm not doing a great job at this, but I'm doing the best that I can. And she was appreciative. She said, it's just for chicken salad. Don't worry about it. She really, I think, felt supported by him. I would love to work in an environment like that. Yeah. Well, I do with you, but technically (laughs) this is fun, not work. So true. (laughs) But yeah, Nathan is my star this week. He was just everywhere and trying to really keep the guest spirits up. And they seem to vibe with him well and really enjoy him a lot. Jean may be a little too much recording him for posterity so she could stare at it later when she got home, I guess. (laughs) I thought Nathan was great in this. Very helpful with Jess as well. I think watching how all of this worked out, it makes you realize that there's a better way Mm -hmm. than what we've seen before. Right. Like, even if something like that had happened, we've seen Sandy jump into the galley, and I might have thrown a little bit of shade at that last night on Twitter, but (laughs) we've never seen Lee do it. No. Never, not once. I've never even seen him pick up a piece of luggage. Again, there's a different way, and I'm Mm -hmm. glad that the audience gets to see that because that's what I've known for a very long time. Yeah, me too. So the guests, they seem to enjoy the bike ride very much. That would have scared the bazinkies out of me, to be quite honest. Not the bike ride itself, because that looked like so much fun, but more the fact that you're on the road with cars on the most dangerous road in Europe. (laughs) That seemed a little nuts to me. Like there was no bike lane, but they did it and they all had a good time. The picnic went well, I thought. Getting fussed over a cooler that you didn't even look for was a little much for me. And it wasn't just Jess. I mean, Jess was distracted because of the burn. Faye too, though. I don't know if they didn't show Faye looking in the car for it. Everybody immediately went to 
well, I told the boys to make sure to get them both kind of thing. So I don't know. I'm not seeing Faye do frazzled well, if that makes sense. Correct. And it's early on. So you have to have time to get your footing and maybe because she doesn't know who she can rely on and who she can't, that's where this is coming from. Right. I agree. I mean, it's a brand new boat. It's a brand new situation. You're still trying to figure it out. Right. And there's lots of moving parts to that. I don't blame her for being hesitant to make a decision or being, you know, feeling forced to make a decision when you're not ready to do that. Right. How did you feel about the way that that was all approached with the epaulette thing? I thought she jumped to a couple conclusions at first. And then when Lewis tried to clear it up, she didn't believe him because she had already come to a conclusion. Oriana didn't go to Lewis. Lewis was already ordering because he had three stripes and he's only supposed to have two. And he just said, is the interior good? Do you guys need anything? And she did say, well, I only have one stripe. She said, but we'll figure it out. And he said, well, you should have two. You're the second stew, right? And she was like, I don't know. So it wasn't like they were sitting there conspiring to move themselves up. Lewis was moving himself down to two stripes. And he thought in his head that she was hired on to be the second. Right. If Faye hadn't communicated that to him, how is he supposed to know? And she seemed to do what I'm guilty of on occasion, where you think somebody else has all the same information as you, and you run your thoughts in your head and write fan fiction about what happened instead of just being clear. You do have a very vibrant imagination, Jeff. I do. I do. <laughs> You have to when you're a hermit. You have to keep things lively. <laughs> and that's why I understand it. I'm not faulting her for it. It's a character trait I have. It's not my favorite trait about myself. And I try and work on it. But you have to be willing to step back. And she just kind of kept snowballing it. I wasn't thrilled. I saw a couple people on Twitter also not thrilled at the fact that she vented it to Casey. Yeah. And they thought Jess would be a better option for that. Instead of complaining to a subordinate, complaining to somebody who's lateral. Right, to a peer. Yeah, exactly. Also, it would only amp up the tension we already know is there between Orion and Casey. Maybe Faye doesn't realize that they're saying one thing to each other's faces and another thing in confessionals. Maybe she doesn't know that and doesn't realize she's amplifying that tension, but she is by discussing it with her. I get that she needs somebody to vent to, but there are other people. She rooms with Jess, for crying out loud. And to your point, it doesn't do her any favors to do that when you're talking to the person who's directly impacted by that. Exactly. And the compliment about Casey's bikini might have been genuine, but it seemed tainted and diggy. Like here, you're being a jerk to me. I'm going to compliment Casey. It already started to give weird vibes to me. We'll have to see where it goes. That could be me writing my own fan fiction. You never know. <laughs> True. Overall, I liked this episode because I feel like we got to see a little bit more of Nathan and mm -hmm. a lot more of Nathan. <laughs> How did you feel about that, by the way? I meant to ask you that earlier. That wasn't nearly as, I mean, at least he had pants on. It didn't hit me as weird as the lap dances. And I didn't know if I was being a hypocrite. That's why I wanted to ask you. No, he very willingly did it. It didn't feel like he was forced to do it like Gold LeMay, you know, Speedos. Speedo. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he was genuinely happy for the attention. 
some of his comments throughout the course of the episode led me to believe that he thought it was funny, not offensive. Right. And for him to just put on a little bow tie and take off his shirt, I feel like that wasn't nearly as objectifying as a lot of the other things that we have seen on these series. And that's how I felt about it, too. I just wasn't sure if I was shooting my own standards in the foot, but I didn't mind it. He seemed happy about it. He said, I'll do whatever for the guests. There was no hesitation on his part. It was objectifying, yes, but no more so, I would think, than a girl wearing a tight dress, if that makes sense. Yeah. Some of the skimpy shit we've seen the stews wear on this show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Overall, what do you think about the tip? I mean can't say i'm surprised based on some of the facial expressions i saw from that primary throughout the course of the trip yeah oh oh i did look up the you know how the primary was on twitter saying that they moved outside so jason could sit there Mm -hmm. i did freeze frame so i could count chairs and everything and the interior table was set up for eight the exterior table was set up for nine now they could have squeezed him in i'm not saying they couldn't have but she might have a point that for everybody to have elbow room and whatever they did need to move outside. So I apologize to the primary for assuming she was fibbing. I love your research. <laughs> Cause I'm petty, but objective. <laughs> as far as the tip goes, we know that 15 grand is the contractual minimum. So in the past 15 grand didn't seem bad. But now that we have that knowledge, it seems really chintzy. I don't know. I thought they went above and beyond. Yes, there were hiccups, but not anything that was in their control. Like Jess couldn't control the fact that she got burned. They couldn't control the fact that the picnic got a little rain. The suitcases, that part, I was wondering, do you guys have, I know that when we had Carrie on here, you guys talked about whose department is what. And some boats operate to where you don't cross this threshold because that's interior work or vice versa. With the suitcases, could Casey or Oriana have gone and stood up at the top? These are empty suitcases. They're not full. Mm -hmm. Stood up at the top and gotten those suitcases from Mike since Nathan was tied up. Yes. Okay. Especially if they're empty. It's not like they're carrying hundred pound bags. And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, it's not like they're lugging bags and it's too heavy. I know that they were helping them get organized, but if they're at the point where they can't do anymore because they don't have the suitcases, then why can't, I mean, both Oriana and Casey radioed and complained. Casey actually complained to Mike in person. And I didn't understand why neither of them said, well, If Nathan's tied up, I'll stand and you can hand them up to me and we'll get them to him. If it's that important. I agree. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of wonder sometimes because not having worked on boats like you. Especially since Faye spent half of the episode asking for the guy's help. Yeah. So it looks like we're going to be down on the exterior for at least one more charter. Carrie said they're having a hard time finding somebody who has the skills that he needs them to have. And I think he doesn't want to have just a body. I think he wants to give Lewis somebody who he can count on. He doesn't want a liability. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once bitten, twice shy. I totally get that. Yeah. But we'll see where it goes. We'll see where the epaulette quarrel goes. I'm loving the season. I love that people are loving Carrie and I'm excited to see more of what the new crop has to bring for us. Agreed. 
And I just want to say, first of all, thank you to you for popping on to Anger Watch last night. That was a lot of fun. You're welcome. It was fun. Yeah, on the Up and Atom YouTube channel. And I did spill some tea last night. You did. (laughs) Somebody even called it piping tea, if I recall, in the live chat. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a little bit of a different format than what we do here. Mm -hmm. So it's fun to let loose a little bit with those guys. And, you know, there was wine involved. So there's that. Yeah. So if anybody's so inclined, please check that out because it was a lot of fun. Every Tuesday night, 11 o'clock Eastern jason barrett and at c josh go if you want to follow them on twitter they are great guys they're very funny every time i go there it's a lot of fun and their listeners are fun as well the live chats are great to be in and if you can't make it to the lives you can always watch on the replay crew that's usually where i am because i'm old and need sleep but you can go to up and adam live on youtube like subscribe do all the things They're good people and we love supporting good friends. Awesome. Be sure to tell everybody what's going on December 13th. December 13th, I will be in West Palm Beach, well, Palm Beach Gardens technically, with Captain Carrie and a bunch of the other cast from Adventure Series and some other cast from previous seasons of Below Deck. And we will be doing a watch party slash birthday celebration because it's Carrie's birthday. So we've got some fun surprises there. We've got some auction items. We're doing this in conjunction with a toy drive. And a little bit of a fundraiser for the Children's Museum of the Treasure Coast. So we'll be posting that flyer so everybody can see it. But if you are in the area, please come and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's for the kids. We were joking last night, cocktails for the kids. Well, cocktails. Cocktails for you on behalf of the kids. (laughs) Correct. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I really hope you can make it. If you can, we will see you there. It's going to be a great time. Awesome. Yay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week on Thursday for the recap from Kathy, the OG with KG, and the recap for Below Deck Adventure, episode six. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott, performed by Laura Lyle, Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.